Welcome to Unlocking the Truth, a podcast where we discover God's truth for ourselves by studying His Word. Well, welcome back to week four of the Unlocking the Truth podcast. Uh, really excited this week to have Derek K. Mink with us. Uh, if you have been following Precept Ministries and the mailing that uh, we've had go out just a few weeks ago, we announced that Derek has joined the staff of Preset Ministries. Woohoo! Yay. Yay! Pretty excited about that. Very excited. Awesome. So he uh, covered week two of the First John podcast. So you probably might have been going, who was that guy? Who what was that? that? Guy? Who was teaching on First John? Chapter what did you chapter cover? One. Chapter one. And uh, but it was Derek. So he's going to be uh, on this all. Hey, you know what's really cool? This time that we're doing the podcast we're it's we're filming it yeah i know we were told not to address the cameras you know but we should probably address them okay let's move on let's dig in because week four is um a lot of stuff that we want to cover uh if you got a bible with you or if you've been following along with the precept upon precept book uh or the new inductive study series in and out you want to uh be with us, First John chapter two, and uh, let's just review quickly where we've come from over uh, the last three weeks. Uh, writing the book. Hey, hey, Derek, who wrote the book? John. Yeah, John wrote the book, and a uh, couple of reasons why he wrote the book. Just as a, a recap, give give us a couple of reasons there, Derek, why uh, he wrote. He, he writes so that he says that uh, that our joy may be complete so that we can have fellowship with him and with, um, with the Father and with the Son. He writes so that we will not sin, it says in the beginning of uh, 1 John uh, 2. Uh, he writes so that we can know the truth, and not just know the truth, but know that we know the truth, that the truth that we do know is actually true, uh, to reassure us of the things that we have come to know. Uh, what he wants us uh, also to know is that believers not that we have eternal life, but that how we can know that we have eternal life. Yeah, two two big things that kind of we've covered so far is that word fellowship, and then the other word is the word know. Mm-hmm. And this week, um, we're going to be looking at a real big contrast. We'll cover that contrast in chapter uh, two, but really, let's bring it together and when we bring it together, we've got in John chapter 1, we've got if we say, if we say, if we say all these things, you've got these sort of, con, you know, um, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we do not practice the truth is one of them. Uh, if we say that we have no sin, this is verse 8 of chapter 1, we're deceiving ourselves. The truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and righteous to forgive our sins. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and the word is not in us. So it seems to me that, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me that there is uh, really two differences here. There's the one who uh, professes with their mouth that they are a child of God, that they have Jesus, but um, and they actually practice righteousness. Then there is that one who professes with their mouth and all of their other actions do not reflect what's coming out between their lips. Yeah, that's, a, that's right. 
Yeah. So that's kind of, I think where we're going to head today. I'm pretty confident that that's where the text is going to take us, but we should um, look quickly because uh, of time. You know, we want to make sure that we're, we're good with our time, but uh, we're going to start chapter 12, uh, chapter 2, verse 12. And uh, he talks about um, these three people groups that we want to look at. And so I'll let you, um, I'll give you the people groups. And why don't you tell me uh, about these different groups? So let's start with um, little children. So he says he writes to the little children because their sins have been forgiven. He, he mentions them uh, again uh, a little later on in verse 13. He says, I've written to you, children, because you know the Father. Um, so he's not actually writing to little children. Uh, what we've come to understand is that uh, John is, is speaking to, writing to a group of believers, and right now he's addressing those who are new to the faith, who, who the only thing that they, that they are sure of right now is that they have been forgiven. Their sins have been forgiven through the name uh, for the sake of Jesus Christ. Right, so you've got these people, and, and what would be the comparison to today with these little children? Uh, people who are just new, yeah, just right? New to the faith. Just new to the faith. Good. All right. Now we've got the next group, which is uh, found in verse thirteen. But let's skip one, yeah, and come back to them, and let's look at the fathers, which is in verse fourteen. And what do you, what do we know, and how would they relate to the people that we are? Um, in, in today's church. Yeah, so the fathers in both, both 13 and 14, um, he's writing to them, he says, because you know him who has been from the beginning. These are the people who are stalwart pillars of the faith, who have been, uh, been living a life that reflects their faith in Jesus Christ for a long time. Uh, and it says that they've, that since you've known him from the beginning, so there's this idea of, of time, and, and maturity. So those are the people in our lives um, who are who are mentors. Those people who who we go to with our uh, with our life's problems and issues. Who, who and they give us good, sound biblical advice. They have the wisdom of of living a life of faith. Hmm. Yeah. That's. I mean, uh, I read one commentary that described these fathers as the pillar. Mm -hmm. You know, the pillar of the church. And so that leaves us to this um, next group, which is the young, the young men. And let's, uh, why don't you explain that? Yeah, so he says in, in verse 12, I'm writing to you young men because you have overcome the evil one. And in verse 14, he says, I've written to you young men because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the evil one. And I think this is where the majority of us, this is where we can find ourselves, that we know as, as little children, as new to the faith, we know um, that our sins have been forgiven and now we're beginning the process of, of living that life of faith, living that out. And what John wants us to know is that we have overcome the evil one. A lot of the, the issues that we have living out our faith is that we feel like we're not doing enough or we feel like um, we're still sinning or we're still being tempted. But mm -hmm. the assurance that John gives us is that the evil one has already been overcome. He says the word of God abides in you. And that's something that as, as believers, 
We have to continually go to God's word that it will live in us, that it will abide in us, that it will have its home in us, that we will be familiar with the word of God so that as we do live out our faith as best as we can, as we mature as believers, that the word of God will abide in us. Yeah, and you know what I love, and I think, you know, as what I'm hearing you say is that we actually have all been in different mm -hmm. positions or we're heading towards that, um, that fatherly right. uh, pillar position within the church. Like, so there's this natural uh, growth in knowing him that when we come to the word, when, when the gospel grips us, when uh, it convicts us, when we repent and we believe that message of Jesus Christ, we're still little children in the word, but then as we grow, and I just love how he talks about um, that, you know, the word of God is uh, abiding in them and that they're strong because of it. Yeah. And then that word overcome, which brings us into really the contrast that we're looking at because, uh, you know, the I want to take us back really quickly. Uh, chapter one verse six all the way to chapter two verse 11 all these false statements that are coming out um, that's those if we says that we cover chapter two verse four the one who says i have come to know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him verse six the one who says that's all going with these if we says in and then uh, six, if we say he abides in him, he ought to walk in the same manner as he walked. And then in verse nine, the one who says is another one. So if you are working through the scriptures and you, you need to underline these, yeah, if yeah. we say, or the one we says, uh, because the one who hates his brother, um, or the one who says he is in the light and yet he hates his brother is in darkness until now. So. Uh, we've been contrasting all the way through this podcast so far in week four, light and dark. And, and now uh, we get a different perspective on actually what the light is and what the dark is. And that key word, Derek, in, in uh, verses 15 to 17 is what? What's the repeated word? The world. Right. Now tell, tell us, like, what are, what are we learning about the the world here? Well, John John tells us as believers, uh, he warns us to not love the world or the things of the world. Um, and if we do love the world, verse fifteen says, then the love of the Father is not in him. Okay, that one hurts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like that one's a painful one yeah. because now you're seeing that if you love what's in the world, that you don't have the love of God in you. Yeah. There seems to be a pretty clear statement here yeah. that says you can't have both. Yeah, if, if nothing else, John, in this letter is that he does not mince words uh, when it comes to being of the Father or being not of the Father. Yeah, how many people are sitting maybe, I don't know, maybe even listening to this right now going, but there are a lot of things I love in yeah. the world. Yeah. You know, like like I love hockey or whatever it may yeah. be, but uh, it's clear. But there's some things here, verse 16, that he lays out, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, 
and the boastful pride of life. So I think we should probably break those down yeah. and and really ask, um, what is that? Right. You know? What are those things? Yeah. So what about that lust? What what is lust? It's a, it's a desire for something that is forbidden. The the want of something that you know that you shouldn't have. Yeah. <clears> hmm. <throat> <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. And uh, does it you know? I think we kind of sometimes we equate that word lust when uh, it can be like David. Right. You know. Uh, after Bathsheba. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe that's not all that it's talking about here. Mm -hmm. So there's that lust of the flesh. And right. so um, flesh, you know, uh, is it just kind of our the skin or the body that we're living in? How no, can we better explain it's that? The, it's the, the worldly things, <clears throat> the things that are not, uh, are not um, spiritual or of God. Um, so lust of the flesh could be um, all sorts of things. It could be food. It could be money. It could be anything that our world tells us we need to have, and we believe it. Yeah. Um, those are the, the lusts of the flesh. And I love that um, idea of flesh in the Greek definition is that it's man apart from divine influence. So man separated from God yeah. is flesh. flesh. Yeah, now, now the last one is, uh, can be a painful one, but that is the boastful pride mm -hmm. of life. And so what, what uh, are we seeing there? Well, it's, it's, it's having pride in ourselves, in the things that we accumulate, in the, the things that we do, that we're not actually um, satisfied or uh, our, our, our confidence is not in what God does for us. It's what, in what we can do for ourselves, what we can do apart from God and away from God. Mm -hmm. And show that off yeah. and say, look, look what I can accomplish. Look what I can do. Yeah, putting, elevating yourself above God is pride. Yeah. Definitely pride. Pride is one of those things that's impossible. It's impossible to see in yourself until it's too late. Right. You usually need somebody else to tell you yeah. that you've got pride going on. Yeah. But what I love here in this verse, uh, if you lust after the flesh, actually, if you lust after it, mm -hmm. but then you give into that lust right. and you you meet the desire. So if it's lusting after... Well, it could be lusting, like David lusted after Bathsheba, but it can also be if it was material things. Yeah. Whatever you go, you get it. You you feel that instant gratification of it, but then 10 minutes later, you're like on Amazon again. I'm not confessing here, but <laughs> you know, you're know you back again yeah. trying to meet that need. Yeah. And then the lust of the eyes, you see it, you want it, you go and take it. Mm. And uh, then it's like, as I said to our staff when we were doing this Bible study together, it's like when you've gathered all this stuff together, you've got everything around you that you've built up mm -hmm. because of, you, of giving into your lusts. You've gone and you've said to yourself, look what I have. Right. You know, ha, I did all of this. Anybody looking for a good study can fi find this very example found in the book of Daniel mm -hmm. with a man named... Nebuchadnezzar. Mm -hmm. So you could go and check check that out. So we've got this kind of the world and uh, the lusts of the flesh, the lusts of um, the eyes, 
the boastful pride. And, and notice what he says regarding those things. It's not, it's not from the Father, but it's from the world. Right. So this is, this is one of the things I read in commentary, is that John, he's like, wants us to really understand that as believers, anything outside of the life and righteousness of God is catastrophic. Yeah. You know, he's like, it's such a clear line yeah. that as a child of God, you can't be in the world anymore. That's not John's teaching, that's Jesus' that's teaching. Right. But imagine what life would be like if we had the mindset of John, mm -hmm. that the things outside of this world were, were, would cause us to implode. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would be totally different, but I think sometimes we're too busy straddling the line yeah. between, well, I think it's okay, right. but as a child of God, what you're telling me, what the Bible's telling me, is that all of that stuff is not from the Father. Right, and it's not even, it's not the things that you're lusting after that are sinful. It is, it is the desire you have for them over God is where is where the sin comes in. That's not what's from the Father. It's the, it's the lust, it's the pride uh, that doesn't come from the Father. Everything in the world God created and He said it was good. Yeah. When we desire those things more than we desire to be with God is, is where our sin comes in. Yeah, and, and you know what's crazy is the next verse. Can you imagine? You are surrounded by everything that you've gathered of the world and you're feeling pretty good you know, and then you read the next verse from John, and he says, the things of the world, the world is passing away and also its lusts, but the one who does the will of God lives forever. Yeah. Um, so everything I want in this world is, is going to be gone. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. So temporary. it's all temporary. So what should we be pursuing? Pursuing God. Yeah. Pursuing the Father and, and abiding, and I mean, John talks about fellowship with uh, with believers and with Jesus Christ and with the Father. Those are the things that we should be striving for. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because I wanted to cover a couple of cross references as well, and uh, maybe we can do them together here. But Mark chapter four, and that uh, the parable uh, that Jesus is teaching about the kingdom of God. Listen. Uh, and let me look it up actually within the text because I'd rather read it right from the Bible than try to read it from my notes. But Mark uh, chapter 4, verses 18 and 19, uh, uh, the worries of the world and the deceitfulness and riches and desires for other things enter in and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Uh, those who are the ones uh, who the seed has sown on good soil uh, well, we don't want to read that verse, but that's about, you know, where the seed is falling. But yeah. listen, the deceitfulness of the world and the riches and desires of other things enter in and choke the world. Mm -hmm. becomes un the, the, basically, the word of God becomes unfruitful. That's right. So that's, a, that's not good um, in the world. What about Mark 8? What did Mark 8 say? Mark 8 says it profits <clears throat> nothing for a person to gain the world to gain all that the world has and yet forfeit his soul. That's a sobering verse mm -hmm. because now you're talking about 
well, I'd rather pursue the temporary right. than the eternal. And, and what Mark is saying, or what, what Jesus is saying, is that even if you get all of it, if you get everything that you're lusting after, yeah. what good is it if you forfeited your soul? Yeah. It'll, it'll be passing away just like the lust of the world, like it says in John. Yeah, you, you, can't, you can't take it with you. Yeah. And so um, I think it's key to, and I think you made this point, doesn't mean we can't have nice stuff. Right. You know, we can have nice stuff, but when it begins to turn our hearts mm -hmm. and our focus goes from the kingdom to the world, yeah. well, then we're starting to run into trouble. Yeah. yeah like, in, in Mark chapter 4, he talked about even the worries and the cares of this world. It's not even things, it's just... Now it's about making sure that our, our world is the way that set up the way that we want it to be. Sometimes yeah. we spend so much time trying to get all our ducks in a row so that our life looks the way we want it to look. Um, then what happens when our ducks get in a row? We are so concerned with keeping them in the row that we put them in, that we forget that, that, you know, that God, if we give our life to God, then he is going to direct our path in the way that we should go, and it's going to be much better than any thought or plan that we could come up with ourselves yeah you know what i love is the gift of god in jesus christ never changes mm -hmm. and yet we know that we can be firm in him and we know that eternal life is provided through jesus christ and if we live a righteous life that the reward in the end is heaven mm -hmm. you know you go out and you buy a 60 inch television mm -hmm. and you plug it in to your tv your wall yeah you plug your cable in or whatever, you turn it on, and the, the first thing you see is a TV on a commercial yeah. that's one model higher, <laughs> that's right. that just was, released. On 66 inches. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, are you kidding me? They just released it. You know, that's, that's like the Apple, the mm -hmm. Apple phone. Every time they uh, release an Apple phone, there's lineups for yeah. this new phone because uh, it's bigger and better than the last one. Mm -hmm. And I, that's the way the world works. Yeah. They'll always offer you something bigger and better, yeah. but, but uh, the gift of salvation remains the same. It doesn't, doesn't change. It doesn't get better than that. Well, it is, it's huge, yeah. but it's not going to change. Yeah. There's no additions to it. That's right. There's no Jesus 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> could, could you imagine? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I couldn't even think of the commercial. <clears throat> but look at uh, Romans. I want to cover Romans because this will take us into the next part, I think. Uh, Romans chapter 13, verse 14. Uh, it says there, Romans 13, 14, Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh in regards to its lusts. I think Paul in Romans is giving us a way to handle living in the world. Mm -hmm. Cover yourself with Christ. Don't let the world in. Give no provision. Don't, don't even give it uh, a foothold into your life. Mm -hmm. That your, your desire should be for Jesus Christ. More than to the degree which you lust after the things of the world, you should be desiring um, to have Jesus Christ. Yeah, and that kind of bring, it's going to bring us to verse 20. Mm -hmm. We're, we're, we're going to get there, but yeah. you know, chapter 2 of 1 John, verse 18, Children, it's the last hour, just as you had heard that the Antichrist is coming. Even now many Antichrists have appeared. From this we know it's the last hour. I mean, we're, we're here. Yeah. And we're, we're in the last, last days. I mean, 
the the thing here you've got antichrist is coming that points to the end times and yeah. what you study in the book of revelation antichrists plural that's a false teachers that are i mean they're here now that's right and so we need to be like grounded and aware mm -hmm. of these lies that are coming yeah. and uh okay he says where they come from derek they come from us he says the the false teachers that are out there john says they came from us they started with us um, but they were not really of us and he tells us how we can identify those false teachers those and and the the best ones are the ones that that we don't realize that they're false teachers so they they look like and they sound like um, like us they they probably even use use scripture but um, but what he says is that if they were if they had been of us, then they would have remained with us. They wouldn't have broken uh, that fellowship that John says makes our joy complete. These people broke the fellowship, and they went out from us, and it says, but they went out so that it would be shown that they all are not of us. If they were truly in the fellowship with Jesus Christ, they never would have left. They never would have went out on their own. And the evidence that they were never of us is that they actually did go out. Right. And, and we couldn't make this any more clear. These are people that oppose Jesus Christ. You know, they oppose him wholeheartedly uh, with their actions, not with their words, because their words say they are in the fellowship, that they are in the faith, but their actions are not proving this. Remember, Romans said, put on Lord Jesus Christ, make no provision for the flesh. And it seems that this put on is a um, identity change, right. you know. Yeah. And we looked at, uh, uh, we have Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 2. What did, you know, do you remember what Ephesians chapter 2 said regarding this um, uh, identity change? Well, that we were once of the world. We walked the way that the world walked, but through Christ, that Christ came while we were still sinners, and now we've been changed. Now we should be walking according uh, to Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I think we're getting a clear indication here of one of the things that the the false teachers were teaching. And uh, you know, you can have the world, and you mm -hmm. you can live for Jesus. And yeah. well, that's not true. James chapter four, uh, friend of the world, that's right, enemy yeah. of God. Uh, there's a <laughs> there's another one that hits you right yeah. right in the face. James, James uses the right word there. Yeah, the world hates believers because they hated Jesus first in the yeah. Book of John. But uh, I mean, all of this for relationship to our lives is what team are you on? Yeah, that's right. You know, and I think that's a future podcast yeah. that we're going to look at, but. Uh, are we living for the world or are we living for God? That's right. Chapter 2, verse 20. You have the anointing of the Holy One and you all know in relation to the false teachers. Yeah. They're teaching these things that are incorrect doctrine. Yeah. John says, you know better. Yeah. Because, Why? Because you have the anointing. You have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Who teaches you and tells you the truth. Right. Uh, in in 2018, you have a built-in lie detector mm -hmm.
because you have the Holy Spirit. That's right. So if you have the Holy Spirit and you know the truth, when that false teacher proclaims their false doctrine, yeah. your red flag goes off yeah. and you turn the channel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, for that, you need, you, need both, you need both the anointing of the Holy Spirit, but you also need to have the Word of God abiding in you. Know what it says, know the truth of it, so that when you hear the lie, you can know that it's a lie. Yeah. And it's not always, like you said, pretty clear. Right. Well, here they say, uh, the one who is the liar, verse 22, Mm -hmm. but the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ. Right. This is the Antichrist. Yeah. This brings it back to podcast week one, in which these false teachers Mm -hmm. did not believe that Jesus came in the flesh. Right that he didn't come to die on the cross, that he, uh, crazy, got his deity at baptism, Mm -hmm. and his deity left before he was on the cross. I mean, talk about denying who Jesus is. I mean, if you heard that today, you'd be like, that's crazy. But there are, I mean, there are people and in churches that deny that Jesus is the Christ. He was a good teacher and he was a, a good moral example, but he wasn't, he wasn't the son of God. Yeah. These, are, these people, John, John does not mince words. This is the Antichrist. Yeah. These are, our, these are the false teachers who are trying to take actual believers away from God. Yeah, they're on, they're on the other team. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not, they're not for God. Yeah. They deny when they deny Jesus and they deny that he had his deity before he went on the cross, yeah. he removes the, that teacher removes the power of God for salvation because sure. yeah. it's all on the cross. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our salvation hinges on the cross. Mm-hmm. And if that's not God on the cross, yeah. then it doesn't that, accomplish what it's supposed to accomplish. We're, we're headed for wrath still. Yeah. So, so everything that we might, we, if we followed the false teacher, mm-hmm. everything we're doing in good deeds right now, it's meaningless. meaningless. Yeah. It's just, just a whole lot of good stuff yeah. with no purpose behind it. Yeah. Absolutely. While he gives us some direction as we come to a close, because we're, we're getting close to our time here. Mm-hmm. But uh, verse 24 starts using this word again. Repeat it over and over. Abide. Abide. And so what do we learn about abide there? It says, let that abide in you, which you heard from the beginning, the message of the gospel. Let that abide in you. If you heard it from the beginning, um, then then it does abide in you, and you will also abide in the Son and in the Father. And the promise that he gives is the promise of eternal life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> listen to the, the role of the Holy Spirit. The anointing which you receive from him, he abides in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. In the Gospel of John, called the Holy Spirit the Helper. That's right. Yeah. We've also, over that podcast time, we looked at the Advocate, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus, his role, the role of the Holy Spirit. So, the helper is with us. 
Look what he says, you know. But as his anointing uh, teaches you about all things and is true and is not a lie, just as you had taught and you abide in it. He's, he's saying, like, you don't have anyone any need for anyone to teach you. Right. The Holy Spirit's going to show you yeah. right and wrong. Yeah. But we should preface that because we're precept we're, ministries. We're, we're teachers. <clears throat> we're teachers. Yeah. Does this mean... And, and this was a joke when we did the study program, was I don't need to come to the study program because I have the Holy Spirit and He teaches me all things. Right. Does that text really mean within the context that we don't need to continue to grow in our knowledge of God? Absolutely not. I, I think the, the point is that you don't need these false teachers to teach you more than what you already have known, what you already know in verse 24, what you heard from the beginning. You don't need more than the gospel. So you can't, you don't need someone to teach you uh, beyond what has already been revealed to us uh, through through the Word and through the Holy Spirit. I think we've got to be in the Word. Yeah. If we don't get into the Word, we're little children. Mm -hmm. We never get to that point where we're young men, That's right. where we're strong in the Word and we can overcome the world. And without the word of God, we'll never get to that position where, where we're a father and a pillar in the church. So we have to, we have to study God's word. Yeah. And what a great time to plug the ministry. <laughs> <laughs> Preceptministries.ca. But, you know, that's one of the things that if you want to grow in the word, yeah. I think it's really, really important not to count on individuals like you and I right. to, to teach constantly, yeah. but get into the word for yourself. And, I mean, this is the reason that precept exists, is to establish people in God's Word. Not, come listen to what Mark and Derek have to say about the Bible. You do the work. You go and study the Word. And then when we teach, guess what you get to do? You get to, to do the same thing that you do with those false teachers. You take the truth that you learn in your study and through the Holy Spirit, and you can say, oh, Mark and Derek, they're right on point. Or... Mark completely missed the point, but Derek definitely got a hole in one on that one. <laughs> so, and, that's, and that's important that you don't just, you don't, even our pastor sometimes we go, well, our pastor said this and our pastor said that. And, and uh, as a pastor, you think, you think that that's good. But me as a pastor, I, I don't like it when someone says, well, you said this, so that means it's true. And I said, yes, but you have to know that's true from your own study through the Holy Spirit, not from me. Yep. <clears throat> you get up before God. You can't say, well, Pastor Derek said I could do this. God's going to say, well, I didn't give you Pastor Derek. I gave you the Word and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And it's our responsibility to know the truth in the Word. Yeah, when it, one of the things that I loved about Kay, and I still, still love about Kay, is she's like, take everything I say mm -hmm. and line it up to the Word of God. Right. Hey, and if I'm off, let me know. Yeah. Because... Uh, that's that is the most important thing like I, that means i'm in the word yeah. look at verse 28 because we don't want to leave on this but i think we'll come back and cover yeah. verse 28 again um in our next podcast as we skip into 20 or chapter 3 mm -hmm. but verse 28 now little children abide in him so that when he appears we may have what confidence Oh, wait, that's amazing. And not shrink away from him in shame at his coming. Uh, 
that word fellowship comes back again. Yeah. That abiding, that live and dwell. You know, um, the, dis the, the picture is I've got you under my wing. That's right. You know, yeah. be under the wing of Jesus, yeah. abiding in him and the Father and the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. abiding, abiding, abiding. And what happens? You have confidence. Yeah. You know, you know your role. And then there's another part of that that we'll leave with. And that is that verse 29. Mm -hmm. If you know that he is righteous, who's righteous? That Jesus is righteous. You know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. So there's that abiding. Mm -hmm. Well, wait a minute, there's more. Yeah. You know, you're under the wing, but you're not just under the wing. Right. You're doing something else. Living it out and practicing righteousness. So that brings us really to the end of chapter two. Yeah. Chapter two, 12 to 29, but we'll come back 28 and 29. Yeah, as we go into chapter three. Yeah, so the question I have for our listeners is where are you living? Mm -hmm. You know, are you living in the world? Well, yes. What is your heart set on? What are your desires? <laughs> is your desire for the truth of the world, the word, or is it for what the world has to offer us? Yeah, I, I live in the world, mm -hmm. but are you of the world? Yeah. And and are you, are your desires, and this is the best way I can wrap this up, is is your desire for stuff? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. like forget about everything else. Do you just want to accumulate more stuff? Mm -hmm. Or, I don't know, maybe it's not stuff. Maybe it's, do I want to make sure that I have a super padded retirement? Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, um, all of those things that if I have, it, it, am I running for the world? I'm not saying that those things are wrong, right. but we're saying that... Um, you can't live in both. Yeah, I think when I when I catch myself thinking, oh man, if I only had fill in the blank, my life would be so much better, or my life yeah. would be so much easier, I'd be so much happier. That's the thing that I go, that's the desire I have of, ahead of God. Yeah. It, it's, it's my desire should be that, that, that God is going to make my life better, not this thing is going to make my life better. Yeah, could my, could my life be solved by winning the lottery? Could all my problems be solved by getting all the money that I need? Right. I had a conversation with a guy last week and I said, if you had all the money in the world, would your problems be solved? Mm -hmm. And he's like, nope, no. wouldn't be solved. But if you, what we're clearly seeing here is, this is not prosperity gospel, mm -hmm. but if you have Jesus, all your problems are solved. Right. I'm not saying that life isn't going to be hard as a Christian, yeah. but your eternal... Right. What happens is those worldly problems are no longer problems. Well, no, because you're... Well, we don't want to go into next time, That's right. but we're looking forward. Yeah. So uh, with that, I mean, it's time we've, we probably wrap this up, and I thanks, Derek, for... My you know, pleasure. I love doing this together with you, and hopefully we'll do it again. Yeah. We've got... Uh, few more weeks in the podcast make sure you tune in every two weeks you can find us on itunes yeah. on our website 
And uh, most importantly, go to our website because it's so important that you're in God's Word. Yeah. And uh, if you're kind of new to the ministry, look towards our 40-minute Bible studies or teach me to study the Bible in 28 days. Yeah. And uh, get grounded in the Word. Mm -hmm. Get out of the world and come to know the love and the mercy and the grace that Jesus Christ and God the Father have for you. Let me pray. God, we do thank you again for this time that we've had to study through your word. We thank you for the avenue of this technology to provide a discussion and, and um, a study of your word. And I pray that those listening would be uh, impacted by what they've learned about the differences between the one who was anointed and the one who is of the world. And Father, make us so well aware of uh, those who are deceiving us. Uh, help us to be in tune with your Holy Spirit so that when uh, we hear things that are uh, lies and deceit, that the red flag goes off right away and we know that that's not of your word. Give us a hunger for your word, Lord. We pray this in your name. Amen. For more information on Precept Ministries Canada, visit us online at www.preceptministries.ca or call us at 877-234-2030.